0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fat Pratt Chat. Today, we are going to talk about who you compare your results to and some of the expectations that you may have set regarding fitness in general and some of your goals. First, we're going to talk about underrated here. Underrated, little wedding this past weekend. Shout out to Marissa Petro and Sunil Ganu. Now, the uh, Ganu couple, they are currently on their honeymoon in Aruba, still working out probably twice a day. Right now, make sure they're keeping up with their fitness goals. But cocktail hour, and wow, the amount of people at this wedding was insane. We're talking 200 people. Easy. And the cocktail hour, there was just so much food. And it was tight. It was a small area. But it was awesome because everybody was walking around, interacting, having a good time, eating good food. I think cocktail hour should be the focal point of a wedding. The ceremony, amazing. The dinner, great. The dance floor, cool. Some people's thing, probably not mine. But cocktail hour, I think that is when the highest percentage of people are having the most fun at the wedding. Could be wrong, but tremendously underrated cocktail hour. So quick updates on the gym. We're going to be making some programming changes. I know a lot of you have gotten used to always finishing with your abs at the end. We have made some changes to that of it just being abs. Sometimes we'll throw in some extra arms if that's what you like. Sometimes some extra leg exercises. But for the most part, it has been finishers of abs. We're going to start to disperse the ab exercises elsewhere in the program. So nothing huge in regards to this change, but it just might be more efficient for us logistically to have some of our exercises that take place earlier in the program to be coupled with the ab exercise, kind of the way it used to be. Uh, I know it was a little bit easier in terms of uh, remembering your exercises, doing them properly in regards to abs, and having them always be at the end so we could put the other four main exercises earlier in the program. But now we're going to start putting those ab exercises together with some lower body exercises and some upper body exercises, and potentially earlier in the program too. So exciting news in regards to that. Don't forget our burn special, September burn. So if you know somebody who loves cardio, has never been to the facility, tell them that they can get the entire month of September for free in the burn classes. The PPT six-week trial, 50% off, fit in 42. Let us know if you know somebody who would like to take advantage of that. It is 50% off of our unlimited membership for six weeks. And that is a trial. So they're not going to be pushed right into membership. They're going to do a six-week trial, 50% off after those 42 days we'll discuss if we're worth joining or not. All right, now back to today's topic, results in comparison to your expectations. And a book I read a while ago, it was recommended by a member, was called The Gap in the Gain. And I frequently have this conversation that I don't really have a great answer for when it comes to members that come in and they don't really see the quote unquote results that they want. And then The clarifying questions that I've gotten better at asking over the years are, what was your expectation? What were the results? And what was the trend prior to joining? Because what always goes off in my head intuitively is that if you're exercising more, if you're exercising safer and you're working hard, that is a positive. Monday through Sunday, there is no circumstance in which you exercising more is a bad thing unless you are doing exercise that is causing pain, discomfort, and Or exercise you just dislike so much that you'll probably quit and never start exercising again. The big question here is, what exactly are the expectations and what was the trend? And I think this will help us understand the gap in the game concept. So basically in the book, The Gap in the Game, by Dan Sullivan and John Hardy, I believe. But the gap is when we measure ourselves against our ideal scenario. Meaning we have this vision of what we want to look and feel like. And where we are right now compared to that scenario is the gap. And it makes sense to envision the gap. And in sales training, you're taught to always try to have this person talk about what their gap is so they have this thought that whatever they are about to try to purchase is the solution. You'll see this all the time on infomercials where they have the black and white scene, and that's the pain you're currently going through with the situation that you're currently going through. And then it has their product. This product has, if you use this pan, life is just number one, brighter all of a sudden. And amazing. Life is just great because you have this pan now and it fries so much better. But in your current scenario, everything's sticking to the pan. You can't really use the, the utensils to get anything off. I forget what that's called. Pancake flipper thing. It shows how much cooking I do. But basically when we're, me- when we're measuring the gap, we're saying this is where we want to be. And when I have a conversation with a member, they would always say, I'm not seeing the results. What is the result and what was the trend? Because you're exercising now three days a week and you spent, let's say, the last four years exercising zero days per week. That is awesome. Regardless of what you're seeing right now, regardless of the results would have been way worse had you continued to not exercise. So in some scenarios, which I'll talk about in a little bit towards the end, a little bit more. But basically, sometimes you staying the same is a huge win because it means what you would have been if you had not been exercising would have been, you would have looked and felt significantly worse if, let's say, you were eating and behaving outside of exercise in a way that would have put on more pounds or made you feel worse than you currently are. So the exercise is always a positive. So there is really no way to say that exercise isn't giving you results Because it's guaranteed that it is, it's just results relative to what? Because what we don't know is what you would have looked and felt like had you not started the exercise. The gain is when we measure ourselves against our former selves, and this is when we have some level of appreciation for how far we have come in our journey. So the concept of the book is have appreciation for the gap, sure, but that's primarily where a lot of us maybe struggle and that we're always comparing ourselves to our ideal scenario, Whereas the gain is, you know what? Let me take a step back. Let me look back to how far I've come and appreciate what I have done to this point instead of always feeling inadequate and comparing myself to the gap. I'll give give you a little bit of information and insight on me uh, and how this kind of relates to me before we start talking about how this probably relates to a lot of members here at Pratt. But I've always been highly competitive. And I guess the, the word would be envious, of athletes that were better than me when I was growing up. And then in starting my professional career as a trainer, I would try to look up a ton of content and I would pretty much just always have aspirations of wanting to be as good as some of the top level trainers that I was reading articles of, watching videos, reading their books. And I never thought that I would venture off to the point that this was unhealthy where I'm comparing myself to these high achievers and thinking I'm inadequate. But I thought of it more as motivation. I thought it was more of I want to, this person has shown the level of success that can be had through hard work. And I want to be someone like that. I want to achieve what this person has achieved. So I always would compare myself to people, but I don't know if I would look at it in a negative light. I always thought in almost admiration of this person has succeeded to, to X degree and I want to get to X. And right now, I am not there. So what can I do to get to that place? And I think the, the point of the gap is that especially when it comes to how you look and how you feel is that there may be some people that you want to look and feel like. And if you don't feel like them, you feel bad about yourself. It's not necessarily a po- positive motivation thing. It's not inspiration for you. It's feeling inadequate. And those are the dangers of always focusing on the gap instead of having some level of respect for the game. This kind of followed me, I think, my whole career, even to the point of business ownership. There are so many amazing fitness business owners that I have learned from, I've now been able to talk to at a higher volume, and that I respect and I want to get, and I want to be as successful as some of them. And again, I don't know if I've ever viewed that as something that was a really a bad thing to compare myself to them or see where they're at, see where I'm at. But I always viewed it more of inspiration. I want to get to that point. I want to be as good as these other fitness business owners that are out there. And yes, I would love to outperform them. At some point, I, would, I want to be a more successful fitness business owner than anybody I know. But I, I don't necessarily villainize the people that are more successful than me to this point. I think I channel them as inspiration. I definitely spend way more time in the gap, measuring myself against my ideal versus focusing on the gain. And I think over time, it's even gotten a little bit harder to focus on the gain than the gap. I do remember earlier on in my career, there are standout moments of first achieving what I would consider to be moments of success. And when that would happen, I would take a moment, I would step back and I would appreciate that. And for me, that applies to body composition and fat loss as well. It's like, I still, to this day, I do want to look and I do want to feel better. I do want to train harder. And sometimes it's when you think of it that way, I'm like, at this point in time, I'm 190 pounds. I am by far the leanest I've been in my entire life since I was probably four years old. But right now I'm probably the best body composition I've ever been at. And I still do significantly better. And I still think daily about the things I can do to push myself harder in the gym, to work harder, to eat better, and all the things I could do to to continue to improve. But I think that's one of the examples where, you know, if I did look back and think about what I've accomplished to this point, when I was in middle school, I was 250 pounds. When I was 18 years old, when I was 17 years old, when when I was a junior in high school, the day after the state championship football game, I got on the scale, I was 265 pounds. I was somewhere between 235 and 260 all through college. I was probably 80 pounds overweight when I was in elementary school, I believe in fifth grade. And so when I think back to that, I'm like, you know what? You've come pretty far in regards to working out, your in-gym work ethic, and your eating habits. And that is the, it, there, there is some level of recollection that I should have for something like that. However, I do want to improve. So as a member recently pointed out to me, The Rock has much bigger arms than I do, and that is accurate, and he's older and much leaner. So that's, that is, that is who I measure myself up against. I want to one day look as good as The Rock, especially if the members are going to compare me to him. But basically, uh, I think I look back to going back to the business example. In seven years, in the last seven years, I've been a business owner. And for those years, I knew absolutely nothing about business, zero. All I did was want to be a good trainer and have other trainers on staff that were also good trainers, and then ask for referrals and ask people to bring their friends and family in. And that's all we did for the first four years. In the last three years of business ownership, at least half of that time, in two of the years, we're split, still training, still doing assessments still probably managing the entire training staff as opposed to just the managers of the training staff. And only since 2003 have I really been a true business owner that manages only the managers on staff, that I only talk training to the training managers. I only talk about sales to the sales staff. I still have my one-on-one meetings with the entire staff, but I spend significantly less time on having those meetings and having those discussions as compared to when I used to, and now I'm focused much more on trying to see how we can make the business grow from getting people interested in what we do, letting them see that we could resolve their problem, letting them try it out to see if they agree that we could resolve the problem, and then convincing them that we are the solution to their problems. And only since then, if I look at that, I'm like, you know what? In the last seven years, I've only really been a true business owner for one year. And the level of success that we've had so far as a business with me being a true business owner for one year, that there's something there that I can be proud of if I want to measure myself against the gain of what I was four or five, six, 10 years ago. So how does this kind of relate to you and your fitness goals? And there's a couple of thoughts that I think you can have for yourself. What is it that you actually want to accomplish? I think that's a great question what do you want to accomplish? Is it to lose 20 pounds? Is it to lose 30 pounds? And also, like I said before, what is the trend? Because if you have been gaining a few pounds every year, then if you technically didn't gain weight for 12 months, you would have lost a net few pounds based on what the trend has been. Second question to ask yourself, what have you accomplished so far? And for a lot of you members who sometimes shrug your shoulders, "Ah, I lost five pounds, that's it. I only lost 10 pounds. Yeah, my clothes only feel a little bit looser, but yes, that's something to be proud of because losing weight and getting leaner is not easy, especially when it's compared to the average lifestyle for all of us. A lot of people live a lifestyle that is very difficult to be lean and you see it in the stats related to American obesity. And I think the coolest thing here is that the answer is never nothing. You've never not, if you have been exercising, if you are a member at this gym, you have accomplished something. And the something is the difference of what you would have been had you not been coming. So even if you think you quote unquote have gotten zero results, the zero is significantly better than the negative because it is very fair and very safe to assume that had you not exercised, the amount of sessions that you came to last year, you would be those amount of sessions worse in regards to body composition and probably how you feel. And I think that's really exciting because I there are weeks where I weigh myself after a long weekend like this past one where you go to a wedding and you're like, you know what? I'm up a few pounds. I don't feel good. I feel bloated. I'm clearly visibly not as lean in the mirror. And then you say, you know, what if I hadn't been exercising for the past three years? And what if I hadn't been focusing on my diet at all for the past few years? Where would I be? What if I was walking 6,000 steps a day instead of 16,000 steps a day? Where would I be? And I think that's something that all of the members here have to kind of take into consideration is what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? And the number one problem that we solve at PPT is that we get you guys to like exercise and to not want to sit on the couch as much. Because the majority of our members, when they come in, they say, I need to start exercising. They don't say, I've tried all these gyms and I just want to see what the best one is. They say, I can't stick to exercise. I've tried a bunch of times and it's just too difficult for me to do it, or I'm just not into it, or I don't think I'm that type of person. My doctor recommended me to do it. And then we get you in the gym and we get you to see that it is for you, that you can like it and that you will do well with it and you will progress and you will see results. And if we do that, then you will probably stay. And the, that is the gain that you guys have to measure yourselves against, is that what if you decided when you started with us six months ago, one year, two years ago, when you started with us, however long ago it was, what if you didn't? And that is the gain. So in regards to the, the trends prior to even coming in, what if you were gaining two pounds a year every year for the past 15 years? That's 30 pounds. Let's say you are 50 years old and you have gained 30 pounds in 15 years. So you are 30 pounds heavier than when you were 35 years old. What if you started working out when you were 35 and for the past 15 years, you had done just enough exercise to not gain two pounds? You would be 30 pounds lesser than you are today. So now at 50, you have gained 30 pounds. Is it fair to assume that you will gain another 30 in the next 15 years if you keep doing the same thing? Maybe. And at that point in time, you will be 60 pounds heavier than you were at 35 years old when you turned 65. Now, So now that you're 50 and you're, 50, you're 30 pounds heavier than you were at 35 years old, exercising now may be the difference between you staying where you are at in terms of body weight, body fat, maybe even improving body fat, probably improving body fat, especially if you start resistance training. So even if you are not losing weight, You probably are losing fat and building muscle, not to the degree that you're going to look like a bodybuilder by next week, but you are probably making some body composition improvements. You are probably making some muscle for fat changes that are hopefully having your clothes fit a little bit better and having people notice that you look better, even if the scale is not moving. But that difference, exercise for the next 15 years from age 50 to 65, may have you, quote unquote, lose 30 pounds without actually losing a single pound. And that is the future gain that you have to take into consideration when making your decisions as to whether you want to exercise or not. The end game message of this is, number one, it's great to have goals. And the bigger the gap you have, the easier it is for us to convince you that you should be in the gym. If you want to lose 100 pounds, then it's pretty easy for us to say, you should probably start exercising. You'll probably agree with us. Have some respect for what you have done at this point. If you have been consistently coming to the gym, if you have been working out hard, if you have been a little bit more active, if you go for some walks now, if every once in a while, even if it's just every once in a while you decide to make a little bit of a you decide to make a different decision in regards to food, if you go out to dinner and you have one drink instead of three, you decide to have three waters instead of one. if you decide to get the chicken instead of the pasta dish, those things those over time they add up and they make a difference. but that's the potential invisible gain, the gain that maybe you stay the same as you are right now in terms of scale weight, but you'll never know how bad it could have been had you not made the decision to start exercise. So keep that has gotten you to where you are or has kept you at where you are and be proud of the improvements that you have made. And if you want to step up to the next level and you want to say, I want to achieve X goal, make sure you're not doing that in a negative way. Make sure you are not saying that if I don't lose 20 pounds, I will be very upset with myself. Because it seems ridiculous that if you lost seven, eight, nine pounds instead of 20, that you would be upset with yourself. Because losing seven, eight, nine pounds, that's great. That's a huge step in the right direction. And that's all we have today on the Fat Prat Chat. So let us know if you have any questions on that. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next time.